On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Kennedy from the X Radio X podcast, and you are listening to my weekly mixtape, the Punk Covers Edition. Let's mix it up. Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me tonight as guest curator is Matthew Kennedy, co-host of the X Radio X podcast. Matt, thank you so much for joining me on My Weekly Mixtape. I am super excited. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure's mine. And I'm going to start by asking you the same question I ask every one of my guests. Matt, what does the word mixtape mean to you? You know, and I've listened to the show, so I should be prepared, but it means so many things. It's like wearing a band t-shirt. It's like having a tattoo of a, of something on you. Like it's a way of representing the things you care about, the things you think about, the things that mean something to you. It's a way of kind of putting that into a medium and saying, here, I'm going to give this to you. I want to see what you think of it. I want to share my feelings about this with you, or I want to share my feelings about something else. And I'm using this as a way to do it. It's such a, especially when I was younger, like it was a tool that I used for almost every situation. (laughs) And it was, it was something that I could do to either work out my own feelings about something, or it was something that I could do to express to somebody else. This is where I'm coming from. And it wasn't always about, you know, romance or anything like that. It was about, you know, this is a, what I do to get pumped up. This is what I do to just kind of chill. This is what I, you know, there's a way to do a mixtape about virtually everything. And nowadays I have to admit, I don't have a cassette player. I have one in my uh, workshop downstairs, but I don't make mixtapes. I make, I still make some mix CDs from time to time, but less and less people even have CD players. Have you noticed that? Uh Uh-huh. Unfortunately. Yeah. So like I still buy CDs. I know you buy CDs, but when you make a mix CD, you have to find someone who actually has a CD player. So <laughs> now we go down to playlists and making Spotify playlists. And and my Spotify, I have like easily 30 playlists running just for my own personal benefit. But it's a nice way to sort of, it's the future of the mixtape, if you will. You can send somebody, here's my Spotify playlist about this situation. And eh, it's not the same, but at least it you can continue that process if it's something that worked for you. Right. And what I like about your thought process here is you're putting the songs into these playlists in a specific order. The thing that I want to try to drive listeners away from is just grabbing a bunch of songs, throwing them into that playlist and hitting shuffle, putting the thought behind how the songs tie together And you and I are taking that challenge tonight to punk rock cover songs, something that I know you at X Radio X, you and Jace are big fans of because you have done some fantastic cover song episodes. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to dive into some punk rock covers with you tonight. How tough was it for you to put together a list of songs to choose from? It was very difficult. I luckily have again, a Spotify playlist that I have been building for over a year now of punk and ska covers. And I have a lot of them on there. (laughs) There's so many to choose from. And honestly, some of them I'm not even like a huge fan of, but I keep it because I want to know that it's there and I want to be able to reference it because I'm sort of a, as you are a collector of music. And so, you know, going through the songs that really hit me and really make me excited about the cover and and there's a reason for it and there's a reason why I enjoy it getting through those was was tricky because there's a lot of them and there are some bands that almost every song they have I could include on this and 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 so it was tricky but the nice thing that makes it even more tricky is that it's interactive now so it's a way to engage with you and we can work on it together which is really fun but also kind of I don't want to say nerve wracking, but it's different. You know, it's a different challenge. 
yeah, we have to have a conversation through these songs because we're not just throwing mm-hmm. random songs together like a draft style, right. if you will. This is the order you're going to listen to this playlist in when we post it at myweeklymixtape.com. You're going to yeah. hear what Matt and I come up with. Mm-hmm. And we could either get it really right or really wrong, depending on how the fellow mixtapers go. And that's yeah. where the fun lies. I know it's going to be full of good music. I know that. But how it flows will be up to the future. (laughs) Well, then let's get down to that future right now. Tonight, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Matt and I will be curating a punk rock cover songs mixtape. And we're going to use that old cassette deck approach, meaning our mixtape will be broken up into two sides, side A and side B. Matt, as my special guest, will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up that choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for side A. We then give our mixtape that proverbial flip, and we map out side B, only this time I kick things off with Matt choosing second. Our overall goal for this episode is to craft the best punk rock cover song mixtape possible through only 20 songs. At the end of the show, you can take our conversation to the next level by visiting the Punk Rock Cover Songs page at myweeklymixtape.com, and you could give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. And if you like what you're hearing on My Weekly Mixtape, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. And a few of our Patreon mixtapers chimed in with what they feel would best kick off a Punk Rock Cover Songs mixtape, and I'd like to shout a few of those out right now. Kevin Seeker chimed in with Me First in the Gimme Gimme's cover of Blondie's Heart of Glass, as well as the Atari's cover of Don Henley's The Boys of Summer. Cactus Pete chimed in with Wake Me's cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Ben from the Too Vague podcast chimed in with Screeching Weasel's cover of Tiffany's cover of Tommy James and the Shondells, I Think We're Alone Now. I wanted to make sure I put that in there because obviously Screeching Weasel was probably going after Tiffany's version, but I didn't want to not point out that Tiffany's was a cover in and of itself. And Mally Hart chimed in with Pinhead Gunpowder's cover of Thelma Houston's Mahogany. Now, before I turn it over to Matt to reveal his track one, some of the fellow mixtapers who follow me at My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Spoutable have chimed in with their ideal opening tracks. So I want to give a few of those a shout out. John Porrible chimed in with Dead Kennedy's version of Johnny Paycheck's Take This Job and Shove It. Amanda Myers also chimed in with the Dead Kennedys in their cover of Elvis's Viva Las Vegas. Billy Goodhart chimed in with the Dickies version of the Moody Blues Nights in White Satin. Steve Moore chimed in with Down By Law's version of The Proclaimers' 500 Miles. Jim Santora chimed in with the Circle Jerks cover of Creedence Clearwater Revival's Fortunate Son. Gavin Colopy chimed in with The Clash's cover of Vince Taylor's Brand New Cadillac. Nevin F. Dobry chimed in with the Dropkick Murphys cover of the F.U.'s Warlords. Corporate Gorilla chimed in with the Descendants cover of Buddy Holly's Every Day. Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40 podcast chimed in with Me First in the Gimme Gimme's cover of John Denver's Country Roads. The Prisoners of Rock and Roll podcast chimed in with Social D's cover of Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Seven Rocklists from Australia is going Aussie with Body Jar's version of Simon and Garfunkel's Hazy Shade of Winter. Jay Hall of the Oki Bookcast and Jen Cohen both chimed in with the Atari's cover of Don Henley's The Boys of Summer. Jason Whistle from the It's Not That Bad and There Can Only Be One podcasts chimed in with High Standards cover of the Mamas and the Papas California Dreamin'. Simon Evans chimed in with Real Big Fish's cover of AHA's Take On Me. Molly Ty chimed in with the Ramones cover of the Ronettes Baby I Love You. Lazy Supper chimed in with 7 Seconds cover of Nina's 99 Red Balloons. Sergio Alonso chimed in with Limp Bizkit's cover of George Michael's Faith. Doozer chimed in with Pennywise's version of Benny King's Stand By Me. Big Dave chimed in with Big Wig's cover of the theme from Cheers. Bobby chimed in with Motorhead's cover of the Sex Pistols' God Save the Queen. 
Hutch chimed in with the Living Ends cover of Soft Cell's Tainted Love. Alvin and the Angry Barrels chimed in with Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards cover of Billy Bragg's To Have To Have Not. Amy Borchin chimed in with Thrice's cover of Real Life's Send Me an Angel. Buffalo Retro Gaming chimed in with NoFX's cover of Fleetwood Mac's Go Your Own Way. Doug Miller chimed in with the Lemonheads cover of Simon and Garfunkel's Mrs. Robinson. Benny Burrito chimed in with the Sex Pistols cover of Frank Sinatra's My Way. And both Philip Bergman and Greg Vorab both chimed in with Joey Ramone's version of Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. Matt, I could tell you right now, the mixtapers have brought the A game to tonight's episode. Wow, that would make a good tape right there, all of those choices. Amen, I couldn't agree more. And those are just scratching the surface Mm -hmm. of punk rock cover tunes. So with that, Matt, I'm officially pressing record on our mixtape, and the floor is yours. What song would you like to kick off side A with? So this is going to have a little bit of history to it. When I was a college radio DJ, I was nearing the end of my tenure there at uh, Radio X in Northern Michigan University. And we had our last all request Saturday night show that we were going to do before I was done being a college radio. I was moving on. I was working in commercial radio and all the fun of college radio was, was kind of waving goodbye to me and one of the songs that I wanted to make sure I played during the last show was Queens Don't Stop Me Now, because the theme of that song was just tonight. I'm going to have a good time. I mean, it was just like, this is it. Let's just have a blast. And so track one for me is going to be the Vandals cover of Queens Don't Stop Me Now from the Hollywood Potato Chip album of 2004. What an awesome story, and what a great way to kick things off, because the Vandals are real old-school 90s, 80s punk. I love it. It's not that pop punk, which I'm sure we're going to get into at some point tonight, Mm -hmm. but we're staying with a little bit of the classic punk sound, and I think I know exactly what I'm going to follow that up with, because for my first song of the night and the second song of this playlist i want to show the mixtapers that you and i mean business (laughs) all right and when i think of the vandals which covering queen is a hefty hefty task and they do it in true vandal style one of the covers that the band did for their oi to the world album was a cover of a song that i went to a catholic high school and was used a lot during mass here i am lord and they did it in true vandal style so wow i had that on my list but i didn't know if we were going to go christmas so we're not going there but the vandals are off the board and following that up i want to go big and i want to take an iconic song like you did with queens don't stop me now and go with an iconic punk version so with that i'm going to take us back to 1990 off of social distortion self-titled album i am going with their cover of Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Because let's just be honest here, Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire is one of the most iconic country songs ever recorded. Mm -hmm. Period. And if you're going to do a cover of that, you need to really bring your A-game or else you are destroying a classic. You can't take a goofy stance on Ring of Fire. No. And Social Distortion brought their unique punk sound to it, but still maintained the essence of the original. And to me, that is what makes this cover so amazing. They were able to make it a true Social Distortion song, but honor an absolute classic in Ring of Fire. So that is what I am going to follow up the Vandals Don't Stop Me Now with. That's a great choice because I think if you were to ask real music fans to name some great punk covers. I think that that would be on the top of a lot of people's list. It's certainly probably in my top 20 best punk covers. It's iconic. Social D is awesome. And like you said, they just own it. They make it their own. So that's an awesome choice. I'm looking at my songs and I'm trying to think of what would be a good follow-up to a Johnny Cash. This might be a reach, (laughs) 
<laughs> but but Johnny Cash is sort of a singer songwriter troubadour, if you will. I think that what I would like to do is take it in that troubadour direction and go with a Don McLean cover. I'm going to go with No Effects's cover of Vincent. Ooh, interesting! It's an amazing cover. It's beautiful. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's still got heart to it. It's a punk song, but it's still got heart, and and it kind of freshens that song up for a, a generation of people who probably never really gave other than American Pie probably didn't give Don McLean too much attention but no effects just rocked Vincent and so I would uh, have to say that's a, that's a good follow up well I love it you scooped me on no effects obviously no effects was probably <laughs> going to be in this conversation at some point and yep I had go your own way from 1989's S&M Airlines oh which was yeah. originally recorded by Fleetwood Mac, just because Fleetwood Mac has such an iconic vocal sound and no effects is just so far from that, that it really gives it that kind of yeah. true no effects sound like that real punk. You know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, I right? do. I think at one point, I think fat Mike says, if I could, I would give you my socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I love that song. That's a great cover too, for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not going to be on this side. Yeah. It's a good one. And now following up a singer songwriter cover like that, I don't have a singer songwriter. song. actually I do. And okay. we've been, I feel like we're already four songs into this and we haven't mentioned this band. <laughs> It's crazy. I know it, who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that we've gotten this far and me first, and the gimme gimme hasn't come up. People were probably yelling at their speakers. So let's <laughs> let's give the listeners what they want. Just get it over with, guys. Just get Just it get over. It, with. Yeah. Yeah. The, let's let the elephant in the room be. <laughs> and that elephant in the room is off of 1997's Have a Ball, originally yeah. recorded by Loggins and Messina. I am going with Danny's song. The first oh, song favorite. on a Me First and the Gimme Gimme's album. And it is such a fun cover of, like, not a singer-songwriter, but it had that mm -hmm. kind of 70s yacht rock, yep. the original sound. And this is taking that and pummeling it at 100 miles an hour. And that's what I love about it. I love it, too. It's my favorite Me First and the Gimme Gimme song. I was actually going to include End of the Road by oh. Me First and the Gimme Gimme's for one of our closing out one of the sides because it's end of the road, but, and it has one of those, uh, what I like to call Hey Girl moments where they just talk over the music like they used to do in the nineties R and B songs. But that was going to be, I was going somewhere different with me first, but I'm glad you hit it with Danny's song because that is my favorite of theirs. So, well, I, dude, you and I are legitimately now we don't share these lists. No, I had two me first and the gimme gimme songs on my list yeah. and it was Danny's song and end of the road. And I had that exact same thought nice. process to close out a side <laughs> with. But we were playing chicken with the me first and the gimme gimme's train. <laughs> and I gave in too early, I guess. Yep. <laughs> but I still love Danny's song anyway. So I don't regret the decision. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Excellent. All right. So this is tricky now. Okay. I'm going to go on a slight tangent. Here's the thing. I follow you on Twitter. We chat on Twitter quite a bit. And I know that you are a Tom Petty fan, right? Mm -hmm. So because of that, I made sure that one of the songs that had to make it on this mixtape, because it represents you and it represents me, I included Real Big Fish's cover of Won't Back Down. Yes. Tom Petty song. <laughs> so that'll be our track five. Dude, I absolutely love it. Obviously, Real Big Fish, I had in my list. I had other Real Big Fish songs. I had Take On Me from right 1988's one. Basketball Soundtrack. And I had other Tom Petty covers in my list. I had Taking Back Sunday's You Wreck Me, which was ah. on that covered a revolution in sound compilation. But mm -hmm. Taking Back Sunday's got a little bit more of an emo vibe, and I didn't know if we were going to go there. Yeah, that's true. And then... In the 90s, you also had Everclear's version of American Girl, which at the time had a very punk-esque quality to it, even though Everclear's not necessarily a punk band. So I had those two sitting in the wings, but I love it. Thank you for checking off Tom Petty. 
<laughs> because that is one of my favorite artists of all time. And Real Big Fish is probably one of my favorite punk ska groups. So now as I scroll through here, what do I go with next? <laughs> Iconic like Tom Petty. Oh, tough. It is. It really is. Meanwhile, I'm going through my list and checking off songs that aren't going to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling, man. Okay. I think I know what I'm going to go with here because this is this is tough because Real Big Fish is a little bit more of their their version is definitely more in the ska range. Very true. Than, yes. than the punk. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take us to a modern singer songwriter that is, as the kids say, all the rage. Okay. And this is a 2020 digital single by one of my favorite modern ska punk bands. And that is the interrupters <gasps> covering Billie Eilish's yes! bad guy. <laughs> that was on my list too. I love that. Awesome. And the reason I'm putting it in here, I'll just say this and I might catch some flack for this, but in my universe, the interrupters version is better than Billie Eilish's version. I love 100%. this version so, so much. And the interrupters are blowing up big time right now. And I'm so glad they are. And I'm so glad I knew them back when. Yeah. And this is one of those. They were already on the way up at this point because they played this when they were out on the Hella Mega Tour with Fallout Boy, Weezer, and Green Day. And that got them a much bigger audience. But this song, their version, unbelievable. It's fantastic. It's a great song. It was actually the first song I put on my playlist when I started building this list for this show. It was the very first song I was I said this has to be on there. When Billie Eilish's version, the inferior version came out, <laughs> I I immediately got I don't know, kind of like a a madness vibe like whenever that would play on the radio i would start yelling out one step beyond just because it <laughs> kind of that tempo kind of fit and so when the interrupters did it and they added in the the horns and everything i was like oh perfect they heard what i was hearing and they made it even better so great song great song choice and now you have the challenge of following that up though Ugh. oh man <laughs> that was my big zinger <laughs> okay uh let's see got the interrupters and okay okay i can do this okay so again a little bit of a reach i'm gonna go back to well, let's say 1995 and because the interrupters have a female vocalist i'm gonna go with joan jett and the blackhearts from the Tank Girl soundtrack doing Let's Do It, which is a, I can't even remember who did the original. It was back in the 60s, I believe. But she rocks it. She punks it up. She makes it fitting of a Tank Girl soundtrack. And it's full of lots of really colorful innuendos mm -hmm. <laughs> that when you're in college, it's extra cool, but you know, still cool when you're an adult. So I'm going to go with that to tie in with another female vocalist, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Let's do it from the Tank Girl soundtrack. I love that you went with Joan Jett following the interrupters because when people ask me what I hear when I hear the interrupters and I'm supposed to describe them, mm -hmm. I said as if you take certain, and I use the word certain because if you say the next band name I'm about to say, people automatically go directly to a sound and it's not that. Certain aspects of No Doubt, uh -huh. yeah. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, and then the English Beat and put them together, that yes. is what gives you the interrupters. That is my kind of, like, it's like second wave ska, third mm -hmm. wave ska, and Joan Jett Punk had a child. Yeah, that's a really good recipe to get there, for sure. So following that up, I'm trying to think of where to pivot from there, because it's going to be a pivot. <laughs> but what I'm going to do is bring it back to the male vocals. Okay. Only I'm going to stick with this female theme we've got going for a few songs here between Billie Eilish, the interrupters, Joan Jett. And now I'm going to go with a Madonna cover. Ah, now 
back in my day, 22 years ago, when I got this on CD, I didn't know this cover was on the album. I was listening to it for the fact that I like H2O. But when it, the last song on the album, Underneath the Flames, finished, there was a little bit of a pause, like they did in the 90s and the early 2000s. <laughs> and as you saw, the CD didn't go back to track one. Excitement built. And if you patiently waited through that silence, the end result is what might be, for me, my favorite song on the album, Go. And it's their cover of Madonna's Like a Prayer. Intense, heavy, starts off just like the original, only with a very punk delivery, very soft. And then it's a million miles an hour. And it is one of the highlights of a great hardcore punk album. So I'm going with H2O's cover of Madonna's Like a Prayer. You know what? Every time I listen to your podcast, I, I find at least one song that I either forgot about or I've never heard of. And I don't think I've heard that one. So I'm definitely going to have to give it a listen because that sounds fantastic. <laughs> it is. It truly is fantastic. They're not a household name, unfortunately, but around the New York City hardcore scene, they were definitely a band that I heard a lot in this area. And if more people aren't familiar with them, I hope they become because they're just a fantastic group. Nice. All right. H2O, Like a Prayer. All right. So Like a Prayer, is that an 80s song or is that a 90s song? I think it was 89. All right. I'm going to once again make a, a little bit of a pivot because the connection is weak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say we'll go with the same range of time that the cover came out. And I'm going to go with a Down by Law cover from their Punk Rock Academy fight song album. It's the Proclaimers 500 Miles. Yes. Thank Super you. Super fun. I love what they do with it. I love that they don't even understand all the words <laughs> and they sing it like that. <laughs> it's just a really fun, you know, they're having fun playing it and you know, they're just like, I don't know. We're just going to rock this out. Whatever Heaver means, I, let's just keep going. And, and it's just a really fun way to take a hugely popular song and make it their own and make it, I think, even more fun. So that's 500 Miles by Down My Law. Absolutely love it. Was 100,000% on my list. <laughs> I love that version. Steve Moore, a guy I went to high school with, chimed in with this version as well. It, it is unbelievably good. And about a decade later, MXPX put out a covers album and they did a cover of 500 yep. Miles. And a lot of people were talking about it because they incorporated Surrender by Cheap Trick into the mix. Yes. And yep. they're like, oh, but but it's such a creative cover. I said, <laughs> of, of Down by Law's cover. And they're like, right. what? I'm like, no, really, this has been done before. Yeah. Except <laughs> Down by Law didn't put in the Cheap Trick song. However, when he screams out, and if I have her, whatever the that means i think that is almost better than adding in so the whole fun. extra cover song into the mix yeah i agree it's it's so fun and i mean that the other one is a really good cover too but but this is just i, I had to include it because it's just there you can tell that they are enjoying and that's one of the like broader things that i like about cover songs is like when an artist likes the song you can tell when they enjoy that they're doing it and not just doing it to like mess with the original artists that when they do it, when people do it for that, it kind of shines through. And when they, when, an, when a band genuinely likes the song or at least respects this, what the song is, then it, in my opinion, makes it a much better cover. And it usually becomes one of my go-tos because you can tell that the band's having fun with it. And I think in this case, they were really having fun. I could not agree more, and I think I know exactly what I'm going to close out our side with. I had about three or four songs, and in my head, I'm thinking if side B plays out the way I'm hoping, I could still get all those songs in and still include this one. And this is an iconic song that came out in the 80s, and it was not a punk song, but it was definitely inspired by and has a punk vibe to it. And the band is R.E.M. Oh. And I'm going to go with a cover of an R.E.M. song by the Suicide Machines that came oh. out on 2001's <laughs> Steal This Record. 
I am going with their version of it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Because the original has a punk vibe to it. But to be able to speed that vocal delivery up and still get it out and maintain the integrity of the original's manic presence, to be able to take that up a notch is not an easy feat. And I feel like they knocked it out of the park with this version. And I know it's not the Suicide Machine's most popular, infamous album, but it's such a damn good cover. And I definitely wanted to close out the side with something big and something that really brought kind of the side to a close. And I feel like it's the end of the world as we know it does just that. Perfect. Yep. It was on my list. I'm glad that you did it because if you didn't, I would have. That was also one of my closing ideas. So good on you for including it. I love that. R.E.M. is my favorite band. So I had to have a song that at least somehow linked to R.E.M. So that was that's a great one. Fantastic. And that mixtapers concludes side A of our punk rock cover songs mixtape, which consists of the Vandals cover of Queen's Don't Stop Me Now, Social Distortion's cover of Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire, No Effects's cover of Don McLean's Vincent, Me First in the Gimme Gimme's cover of Loggins and Messina's Danny song, Real Big Fish's cover of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down, The Interrupters cover of Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. Joan Jett's cover of Cole Porter's Let's Do It. H2O's cover of Madonna's Like a Prayer. Down by Law's cover of The Proclaimers 500 Miles. And The Suicide Machine's cover of R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine. Remember to head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all the songs we've talked about tonight in the mix embedded on the episode page. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell ya, I have small ear canals, Uh, I know a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. 
Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Now, before we flip our proverbial mixtape over to side B, Matt, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about X Radio X? All right. So X Radio X is a podcast that my best friend and I put together about basically college radio. We both met at a college radio station. And we are huge, huge music fans and we're, we cross genres in a lot of different ways. And so we often talk about music. And then after college, we went into, we both went into commercial radio for many years and were either uh, in love with it or jaded by it or both. And so we decided after we got out of that field as well, we were craving the music discussion and the, the things that made radio so interesting to us and and the good and the bad. And so we decided, well, let's, this is an excuse for us to get together, to talk about radio, to talk about music, to kind of share our knowledge of radio, music, college radio, that whole different um, niche of subject matter and to share it with people and see, you know, if people might be interested in, and it's super fun. I mean, we have a blast every time we talk about, you know, we do cover t- song topics. We talk about the different genres that you'd find on radio, um, the formatting and things like that. And so if you're interested in radio, if you're interested in music and pop culture and that sort of thing, then X Radio X is uh, is where you might find us. And it's uh, it's a good time. It most certainly is. I love listening to the episodes. You guys have a fantastic product over there. Thanks, man. And I am excited to could be talking music with you tonight, especially cover songs, because your cover songs episodes are some of the my favorite that you guys do because I'm always finding myself screaming at <laughs> my car radio saying, why haven't you mentioned this one yet? And I love those type of conversations. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's what I'm hoping we're getting a little bit from other people tonight. Maybe not yelling so much, but no, you know, trying to nudge us in the right direction. And hopefully they've nudged me in the right directions because kicking off side B... I'm going to go with a cover of a 1980s song that I feel like the 1980s song is iconic. However, depending on what generation you ask, the Atari's 2003 cover might be the one that's more iconic. And I'm going with the Boys of Summer, originally done by Don Henley. Instead of the deadhead sticker on the Cadillac, you have the black flag (laughs) sticker on the Cadillac. I absolutely love their version because it's everything I love about punk versions. It honors the original and it kicks it up a notch. I know that's like an emerald catchphrase or whatever, but it really, the Atari's version brings the energy to an already energetic 80s song, but it totally does not sound like an 80s song anymore. The Atari's bring it and make it their own. So love that version Love the energy. When my band covers the song, depending on who the audience member is, I will actually say Don Henley's Boys of Summer or the Atari's Boys of Summer. Because depending <laughs> on the age of the audience, yeah. they want to hear two different versions. Right. 
That's a good point. Yeah, I love that song. I mean, that is one of my favorite cover songs for sure. I think that, like I was saying before on side one, the Ataris get it. They like the song. You can tell they get the mood. They get the subtext. They they understand what Don Henley was singing about. It's not just words and music that they have to learn. They know what they're singing and, and they make it their own and they they modernize it for their audience in a way that really defines that they are clearly hearing where he is coming from and, and, and they appreciate the song and they respect the music. And so I, I just think it, that makes for a fantastic cover. And now you get the fun opportunity of following it up because you could follow it up 80s style. You could follow it up punk rock style. Depends which way you want to take it. Uh, yes. So I, <laughs> I'm going to go with 80s style, but it's going to be a screeching record of a theme change. <laughs> so we're going to stick with the 80s feel but when you go from boys of summer to this song it is going to be a little bit of a jolt but it's an 80s cover it's no use for a name covering the vapors turning japanese nice (laughs) it's such a good song and i mean the original is is so fun and no use for a name just they rock it it's from i believe they had a full covers album and it's one of the best ones in my opinion that they had so no use for a name turning japanese from the vapors great pick there's something about those 90s punk style covers they didn't have a home in the 90s because punk rock wasn't on main rock radio at that point sans your green days Yeah. So these were the songs that were kind of for at least between my buddies and I were getting traded through recording CDs on the cassettes that we would get because we were going to punk rock shows and trying to find out more about punk rock bands through people that were kind of in that scene. Right. There was no Internet to kind of find these songs back in the 90s. So no, no use for a name was a band I discovered through one of those tapes. Yeah. All of my punk knowledge pretty much exclusively i can thank the college radio station i worked at because there were some punk djs that had actual full-on six three six hours of punk music all like top to bottom front to back it was they were immersed in punk culture and and so no use for a name was a big one for them and so i just through osmosis because i was always at the radio station i started listening i started saying hey this is this is something more accessible than I thought. And so I got into a lot of the punk bands that I still listen to from college radio. Absolutely love it. And I think I know where I'm going to go with this because along with those tapes that my buddies and I would record for each other, there was a band that I discovered along with no use for a name on one of those tapes. And the band is face to face. And in 1994, They put out an album called Big Choice, and they decided to cover a song by one of the most iconic punk bands ever, in my humble opinion, being The Descendants. And when you're going to tackle a Descendants song, which is already groundbreaking punk, you best bring it to a new level and honor the original with class and respect. And they did that in their cover of Bikeage. I know this is going to be a deep cut, but I'm assuming (laughs) that there's some people listening to this episode that are punk fans more than cover song fans. So this is my hat tip and shout out to all of those people because this is a punk band paying homage to another iconic punk band. And I feel like it deserves a place in this conversation tonight. Okay, yeah, I could hear that for sure. And that's that's something that doesn't happen too often. You hear every once in a while a punk band will cover another punk band. I know like Green Day has done it once or twice, but like yeah, it's it's cool for them to say, you know, here's somebody that really either motivated us or inspired us or whatever it might be. So that's cool. It's a good choice. And now I throw it back to you. All right. So we're going to go hmm What do we have that I haven't used yet? Well, you know what I have to go with because we haven't, we haven't included them yet. It would be weird to not have any Ramon songs on the punk cover list. And so I have to include 
the Ramones cover, I think from 19, I want to say it was even 1979, California Sun. It's a great song. They just are having a blast doing it. And they've done a number of covers, but that song is, I think, just one of their, one of my favorite covers of theirs. So I have to include it. Great pick. Originally recorded by rhythm and blues singer Joe Jones, but most people knew the original as the Riviera's version. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think we can go with that. Although uh, even that version was, it's one of those covers that a lot of people didn't know was a cover. Right. And yep. I had the Ramones on my list because you have to go iconic when you're talking about a punk list. And there's certain bands that if we did a punk anything list and you don't mention them, I feel like we we would lose some punk cred, so to speak. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I had their cover of Surf and Bird by the Trashmen from Rocket oh. to Russia. Nice. Because I, if I was going to put it in, I wanted to do something fun, and it gave me an excuse to shout out the Family Guy episode, which is <laughs> probably one of my favorite Family Guy moments of all time. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> but I yeah. am going to follow up the Ramones with another iconic punk band that if we don't include on this episode, we'll lose some some punk cred here. And I feel like following up the Ramones is a tough challenge. But The Clash can stand up to that challenge. And I'm going to go off of 1979's EP, The Cost of Living, or for us here in America, the American edition of their self-titled album, originally written by Sonny Curtis of The Crickets and popularized by Bobby Fuller 4. The Clash made it iconic. I fought the law and the law won. Believe it or not, I also had Mike Ness's version of I Fought the Law on my list. (laughs) But when we're talking punk covers, the Social D cover of Ring of Fire blows away Mike Ness's version of I Fought the Law. And Mike Ness's version of I Fought the Law is awesome. It is. We're talking about The Clash. And The Clash wins out here following up the Ramones, I Fought the Law. All right. Excellent choice. So then I'm going to go for track six. I'm going to take another thematically. This is a band covering an oldie, I think, by uh, most people's standards. Even now, nowadays, the 80s are considered oldies, but a, a true oldie <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Ben E. King. It's going to be Pennywise's cover of Stand By Me from their Word to the Wise album. Such a good song. Pennywise just, and in fact, it doesn't even start out as a punk song. It starts out pretty true to the original. And then uh, about midway through or so, it it starts kicking you in the teeth. But it is such a good, I think, I mean, in a way, it kind of shows Pennywise's range, but it's just a really good song that they took and they obviously care about it. They did a good job with it. And then they also decided, well, you know what? Our fans want us to rock out, so we're now we're going to rock out. And so they did, and it's a great one. Stand By Me by Pennywise. Absolutely love it. I had Pennywise on my list, and that was actually their cover of Down Under, which you can only find, as I go nerd here, on mm-hmm. the Australia and New Zealand editions of their album Straight Ahead. So I give a shout-out to Seven Rock Lists, Kevin Seeker, nice. Hutch and all the other folks down there in Australia, because you guys can probably get your hands on that CD for yeah. me. So, you know, men at Lucky work, them. get to work and hopefully find me a copy of that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've been dying to get that on disc. I love Pennywise. I love their cover of Stand By Me. It's yeah. fantastic. Coming out of that, though, is tough because that's like an old school kind of R&B tune. Yep. Mm-hmm. They made it not suitable for work, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I want to come out of that and kind of stick with these iconic groups we're talking about. So I'm going to go with a real iconic punk band, in my opinion. It's a band that helped set the stage for punk as we know it in all decades. And it's one of their newer songs, however. It came out in the 90s for this band. And I had the amazing fortune with my punk band all at random to open up for The Damned, Agnostic Front, The Misfits, and the band that I'm choosing for this list, The Dickies, and their cover of The Human Beings, Nobody But Me, 
from 1998's Dogs from the Hair That Bit Us, or as a lot of people in America know it, 1998's Basketball Soundtrack. Ah. If you don't know the song, it's been in commercial jingles, it's been in movies, cartoons, it's no, 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 no. And you take the Dickies punk flair and you add it to this, and it's a recipe for success, and the song kicks ass. And <laughs> because I got the chance to share the stage with this band, I, I wanted to find a way to get them into this mix somehow. Nice. Very good. I love that song. That is that is a great... And that that soundtrack is so fun, the basketball soundtrack. So that's one of the, one of the really good ones from that yeah, album. Yeah, Take On sure. Me is another cover from that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you had Cherry Pop and Daddy's doing a cover of Jumpin' the Line, Shake Sonora. That, that, right. that, that soundtrack was awesome. Yeah. For sure. All right. So for my next one, uh, let's see. I'm going to go with another one that I would have never heard of this band if it weren't for uh, Radio X. And this was a band that got quite a lot of airplay during the punk shows that would play when I was in college. And it's a band called Bucko Nine. And they are doing a cover of... Musical Youth, Pass the Duchy. <laughs> it's a yes. it's a great song, <laughs> and I mean the original is a great song too. It's it's but Bucko Nine just you know they do it Bucko Nine style and 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 it's such a fun cover, and definitely got all of our our feet tapping. I think it came out in uh, 1998. I think it was actually on a the Pass the Duchy EP and had a couple other good songs on it, but that was definitely a song that I would request when I called into the punk show and um, they would be like, Oh yeah, another cover. Good one, Matt. And then of course, you know, they would play it for me. So <laughs> absolutely love it. And Oh my God, you are leaving me with such a tough decision here <laughs> because I only have one song left. Yeah. And there are so many ways I can go. I could follow that 1980s vibe that we have going now with past the duchy because it was a bit of a turn. Yep. Uh, Buck 09 was more 90s punk, but I've been throwing in along with this mix. There's a lot of 90s and a lot of classic artists kind of sprinkled out through this. It's almost kind of like a scale and we're trying to balance it with 90s punk and classic punk. So I think what I'm going to do is try to balance it with another classic punk band. Okay. that I feel like deserves to be on this playlist with a cover that might be more infamous than famous. But oh. if there's only one way to do it and you're the Sex Pistols, you do it my way, their cover <laughs> of Frank Sinatra. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> when you talk about punk attitude, Sid Vicious embodies punk rock. And this version, starting off kind of serious and whatever you want to call it, if you want to call that serious in the beginning, starting off slow. Right. And just kind of singing it kind of bad and out of tune and then taking it into a true Sex Pistols punk song. I know there's a lot of controversy around the great rock and roll swindle and how the label put that album together and everything. But regardless, at the end of the day, this song always sticks out to me for punk covers. And if it's the last song I get to include on this mix, I thought what a perfect kind of, pre-exclamation point to the exclamation point Matt will be putting on this entire tape. Very good. So my track nine, Sex Pistols My Way. Excellent choice. I love that song. That is, It's such an iconic version of that song. I would, If someone gave me the choice to listen to the Sex Pistols version or the Frank Sinatra, I would pick the Sex Pistols every single time. So a wonderful choice. And I'm so glad that you didn't pick the band that I, it was my last choice for a, a wrap up song. And so you didn't, thank goodness. But the reason, <laughs> so the reason I chose this song for a wrap up song is I don't know if you were, this is going to be obscure. I don't know if you ever, did you watch Conan O'Brien when he was on uh, TV before he was on like whatever channel he's on now, like when he had a network show? Yes. So when he was finishing up his show, there was all sorts of controversy about him getting canceled and being replaced by Leno and blah, 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 blah. And so he went out the way Conan O'Brien wanted to go out by rocking 
And I don't think he played this song, but it was playing as, as a montage at the end of his one of his last programs. It was Cheap Trick Surrender. And it just kind of encapsulated that sort of feeling of it's going to be all right. You know, things are changing. Things are different. Things might feel nervous and scary, but, you know, it's okay. And so it was kind of a feel good way to end that sort of era of that show. And so it kind of stuck with me like that. And so when I was thinking of songs to finish up a playlist, I thought it would be really cool to use Surrender. So I chose Less Than Jake's cover of Surrender by Cheap Trick for track 10. Awesome. I I was hoping you were going to, I know there's a bunch of, like I even mentioned earlier in the show, MXPX included it with their cover of 500 Miles, but Less Than Jake's at the end of Anthem is a superior cover. I love, love, love it. It's so good. And just the, the drumming alone is amazing. The fact that they, the regular version is difficult to do, but then they, they punkify it. And it's like his arms must have flown right off. (laughs) It's so good. It's a, if you have not heard that cover, you just have to check it out. Certainly. And I had less than Jake on my list, although I went with something that I thought was really tongue in cheek because at the end of the song, even they inject into the lyrics covers are lamey which is their cover of the Animaniacs theme from 2010's TV EP. I did not see a universe we'd be able to talk about this song on the episode. So just the fact that you scooped me on Less Than Jake and I got to shoehorn that fun fact in. I love Less Than Jake. They're such a great band. And I'm looking at this list and I think we did a kick-ass job, but there's a lot of bands that I know people are going to go, how did you do a punk playlist and not include Question right. mark, question mark, question mark. Of course. So I could definitely see a volume two down the road for this this one, for sure. I would love that. That'd be fun. Well, there you have it, Mixtapers. Side B of our punk rock cover songs mixtape includes the Atari's cover of Don Henley's The Boys of Summer, No Use for a Name's cover of The Vapors Turning Japanese, Face to Face's cover of The Descendants' Bikeage, The Ramones' cover of The Riviera's California Sun, the Clash's cover of Bobby Fuller 4's I Fought the Law, Pennywise's cover of Ben E. King's Stand By Me, The Dickies' cover of The Human Being's Nobody But Me, Buck 09's cover of Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, Sex Pistols' cover of Frank Sinatra's My Way, and Less Than Jake's cover of Cheap Trick's Surrender. Head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear the full mixtape that we have discussed tonight, through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Matt, thank you so much for doing this show with me tonight. I had an absolute blast. Why don't you let listeners know where they can find the X Radio X podcast as well as connect with you on social media. All right. Well, you can find our podcast really anywhere that you get your podcasts. We're on the Spotify. We're on the Good Pods. We're on the Apple thing. We're on all of those uh, <laughs> podcast outlets. And uh, if you want to find us at X Radio X one on Twitter, uh, we try to talk music as much as possible. We love the dialogue and we love exchanging musical ideas, if you will. Uh, but Brian, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was a blast. I'm definitely down for a round two. The challenge is accepted anytime. All right. We'll get to that very soon. And mixtapers, Thank you so much for listening again. Remember, you can find my weekly mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Spoutable at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. If you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at Patreon.com forward slash My Weekly Mixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, enjoy the tunes. to achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? 
problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Were they shot? Were they shot? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.